Cheating Death, Live Long and Prosper with Dr. Rand McLean, a renowned author and doctor who talks about living longer and being happy with that life. Let's get it on right here, right now on VT Radio. Let's go with host Johnny Punish. Welcome back to VT Radio. I'm on with Dr. Rand McLean, one of the foremost leaders in longevity and regenerative medicine. He has been working with veterans diagnosed with PTSD at his clinics in Los Angeles and Houston, and he's had great success with the utilization of what they call ketamine therapy. Uh, it's a, he's also a medical advisory board member on the National Veteran Foundation and helps a lot of uh, people uh, using ketamine therapy. He's got a new book out called Cheating Death, The New Science of Living Longer and Better, and we're going to talk about that today because it's a, it's a change of pace for us here at Alternative Foreign Policy you know, VT uh, readers around the world are, are generally tend to be a little bit older and want to talk, talk about, uh, you know, how to live longer and things like that. So, so we're going to go off pace a little bit and talk about that. But we want to talk about more about the ketamine therapy as well and how it helps veterans. So I'd like to welcome Dr. McLean. Dr. McLean, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How about you? Fat. Fabulous. I'm doing great. I'm over here in Playa del Carmen, Mexico in the Caribbean. So the, usually I have a different background from my studio, but I'm on, so to speak, a little bit of a vacation to try to get well and get better and live longer. Yeah, recharge. Why not? Live longer and better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and where are you located right now? I'm up in the hills of Malibu, California. Oh, Malibu. I used to go there when I was a kid back in 1970s, uh, early 70s. When it was Malibu Canyon Road and there was a bunch of hippies on the uh, Topanga Canyon uh, Boulevard. Remember that? <laughs> uh, I still got some hippies around Topanga Canyon. Not so much Malibu Canyon, yeah, but uh, it's more of a thoroughfare. But, okay, yeah, there you go. No, nothing changed that much, I don't think. <laughs> so, so let's talk about uh, your, your work. Obviously, you I've, I've read your bio. Obviously, you got a fantastic bio. You were a boxer in Argentina. Is that right? Kick fighter. I used to box for a guy named uh, Bojack. He was the lightweight champ uh, of the world in the 1940s. And you were never ready for a fight, so we would have to sneak out. And uh, so I fought down there in Argentina as a kickboxer, not a boxer. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And so you, you've done a lot of things before you, you became an even uh, you became a doctor. Uh, you went to medical school at thirty seven, which people said you couldn't do, but obviously you did. And uh, so tell us about that experience. So how, how you got to this place? Well, as you can imagine, as a fighter, all they had to do was tell me I couldn't do it. So that made it even easier for me. But yeah, I, this is my ninth career. I came out of school and uh, went into uh, accounting. I was a CPA for a while and worked with the big eight back then, Deloitte and Touche now, um, and did some different things along the way. A lot of fun stuff, but I uh, found out that I was going to be a dad and figured I better settle into something that I was going to enjoy for the long haul. And I've always been interested in in good health and medicine. And, you know, as a sportsman, you have to pay attention to that, right? Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. So it was an easy, easy decision to make, more or less. It wasn't easy to do, but it was an easy decision. Beautiful. Yeah. Ah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Okay. So tell us about your new book coming out. It's called, uh, well, tell us what it's called and tell us all about the book. Well, Cheating Death and, and uh, the idea of the book is to help spread the word, as it were, for people who are interested in not just living longer, but living better. We call it increasing health span. We used to call it squaring the curve, right? So you're going along living life. And uh, one day, if you're lucky, uh, at a ripe old age, uh, while things are still going good, you die in your sleep, right? You don't want to spiral into old age and circle a drain, feeling terrible. Uh, so we have a lot of techniques now 
and we have more to come for improving health span. And uh, it's just, it's not a conspiracy, but the way medicine is set up right now, not too many people know about these different avenues. You know, there's a lot of specialties and everyone's in their niche focused on what they do and um, educating both uh, professional and uh, lay per- persons, so to speak, should help get the word out and, 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 you know, have more exchange of information and, and further these, these techniques we have. We have plenty. Absolutely. So I think that's fantastic that you're doing that because, uh, you know, I was just on the uh, phone with the social security department this morning in the United States. Uh, my wife's applying for social security cause she's going to be 62 and retire. And then I had my friend call me this morning. He's retiring too. And I'm like, wow, we're all, we're all getting old. Okay. But here's the thing. They all want to retire, but retire to what and how, how do you want to live your life? How do you want to live life longer and be happy or you just want to be miserable, retire, and get drunk on a bar. You know, it, it comes to being happy and healthy. So it's not just one thing or the other. Talk about that for a second. Well, exactly that. You know, uh, not that you can't uh, make a few trips to the bar and still be healthy and happy, right? But uh, knowing that we're going to live a lot longer, um, you know, you got to plan ahead, certainly. And I've never met anybody who says, hey, Rand, you know, if you can help me here, I'd like to extend my life by another 20 years, uh, even if I'm miserable. Uh, it's usually the opposite, not usually, always. Hey, Rand, look, I'll gladly chain, uh, trade 20 on the back end if you can just give me five more years of good quality life. The beauty of this is that you don't have to trade one for the other. It, it, arguably, it's common sense to know if you're healthier, you should be able to live longer, right? So you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. There's no trade-off here get healthier and you should be able to live healthier longer. The The problem is that a lot of us in the paint by numbers medicine uh, field or environment, I call it, don't really understand uh, what goes beyond the business of medicine. Uh, they don't realize what's really out there, including the, the HMOs of the world. They, they have a uh, well, I call it a paint by numbers plan. Here's what we do for this patient when they come in with that. And we're not very proactive with health, except where it comes to the money behind it. Again, it's not a conspiracy. It's just the way it works. And, and so these, again, these avenues to maintain your health, to improve your health are not that well known. And yet a lot of it can be do it yourself. A lot of it's not that expensive. So again, the idea behind the book and all this is, Hey, let, let's, let's get the word out and, uh, of course, that'll snowball. We'll, we'll, we'll build the industry through demand, as it were, right? And uh, we'll develop even more techniques. And it's improving logarithmically. Can you expand on the techniques? Uh, for example, we've all heard, you know, eat right, exercise, these kind of things. But get more specific with me and tell me, how am I supposed to live longer? How do I live sure. from 90 to 100 years old? What do I have to do? Well, first of all, set your sights higher. Yeah. Uh, but... Exercise, nutrition, and sleep. We've heard about that forever. Grandma talks about having uh, all the multiple colors on the plate. We, we know what to do, but do we do it? No. So part of the book includes giving you the science behind, for example, getting your requisite seven to nine hours of good quality sleep and how to find out the right way to eat. Because if anyone tells you there's one way to eat, run away. They don't know what they're talking about. All of us are different. Uh, you're down there in Mexico right now. Someone living in Alaska is going to have a totally different need for certain things, not just based upon their individual genetics, but what they're doing every day, where they're located. So um, the climate, right? 
You're right. Uh, and age and so many factors come in. So I go into a little bit of detail about that because those three things are the basis from which you launch into the other techniques, which can be used to compensate, certainly. But if you can get the, the, the base down, those three things, then you're not compensating anymore. You're, you're building upon that. So instead of the standard life expectancy of 78, unfortunately, usually in not so good health, you'll make it to 90, hopefully 120, maybe more. And that goes back to uh, Dr. Kurzweil's uh, saying about live live long enough to live longer, <laughs> right? Because uh, we're developing so many more techniques to make it further. Yeah. I have a question for you. I was just watching a thing on Dick Van Dyke, the old actor. He's about yeah. 98. Apparently, he's running around your town in Malibu with a backpack on, and he's just cruising around the city just going, hey, what's up? And, you know, he looks fantastic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, have you seen him on the street? I see him at the gym. Uh, the gym, Malibu gym closed last year, but I used to see him every once in a while still working out. And that goes back to the, the, uh, the exercise component, right? Which is part of the three. I think exercise is the great equalizer. You, you got to get that in. He's testament to it. He's slim and trim and uh, still going strong. Last time I saw him really strong. Amazing. Amazing. I'm glad I mentioned that because I know you're in Malibu. Um, you know, one of the things that I found, uh, I, I've tested it both ways. I've lived a sedentary lifestyle and here in Playa del Carmen or in Mexico in general, we do a lot of walking. Um, there's a lot of, uh, in, in Europe as well. Uh, unfortunately in America, there's a lot of car sitting and, uh, that does have an effect on people. It's had an effect on me negatively, uh, in the car too much, not enough exercise relying on the car too much really hurts. So I noticed that when I go to places like Playa del Carmen, when I have to get out of my condo and go walk down the street and walk on the beach or go walk with this or go there or whatever, everywhere is walking distance. And I'm always, I always feel more fit and more healthy and more happy and more energetic and my, my endorphins are just going, you know, and I just feel amazing. So um, talk about that as a form of exercise, not necessarily being in a gym. Well, yeah, there are two points to be made there. One, that's probably part of the reason why, A, when you're on vacation, you don't gain weight, right? Because you're not sitting around uh, unless you're on some sort of uh, cruise ship, right? Where you are sitting around and eating a lot. Right. But, you know, if you're on someplace like where <laughs> right. you are. Which I won't do. No, no, no offense to cruise ships, but it's not my game. <laughs> Ah, Amen. Too much I'm eating. with you there, brother. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you're moving around, and I think this is the trick in a lot of the European countries and part of the, what they call the French paradox, that makes a big difference such that even if you're getting up and working out uh, your hour, two hours uh, every day, if the rest of the day you're sitting, it's not as beneficial as we think or we used to think. Now we have studies showing that, yeah, that much sitting is bad for you. But here's the thing, too. A lot of people, when they look at exercise as a component of longevity and, and health span, go, oh, geez, you know, I've, I've never been an athletic sort. I'd rather sit down with a good book and, you know, I'm not going to go to a gym. Well, you don't have to do that kind of exercise. You don't have to be a professional athlete or even elite amateur. You can get your, well, people talk nowadays about your 10,000 steps, right? Which is, was a completely made up number. I don't know if you know the story behind that, but it does have some value to it. Okay. Uh, because yeah, getting up and moving, you could be, I joke, a professional gardener and that's all you need. You don't have to have some, uh, set form of exercise, bicycling on a trainer or, uh, hitting the heavy bag. Just getting up and moving is the important part and getting as little as 10, 20 minutes a day and, and not just getting it and then stopping. But, you know, I say little things count. They all add up, you know, parking. Don't don't fight for the closest parking spot next to the store. Right. What's the big deal if you walk 100 yards? 
that does count, by the way. And that's, that's the point. It all adds up. And um, uh, I think the big take home is that, uh, you know, people needn't think, oh, well, it's not worth doing if it's not an official form of exercise, it's not aerobics class. That's not true. The very definition of life includes the word movement. So just get up and move. Doesn't have to be that strenuous. All right, check out check out my little technique. I go rent a condo, and then the guy goes, "You want the one on the first floor or the fourth floor?" I go, "Does the fourth floor have stairs?" He goes, "Yep." I go, "I'll take that one." <laughs> there you go. So I walk up the stairs for four floors. I don't take the elevator uh, unless I'm holding a bunch of bags or something. But other than that, yeah, right. that's a little technique I use to stay in shape. You know. And even better is if you're at a place where you got to go down, you can't buzz somebody in. If somebody comes to visit, you got to go down and let them in, all that kind of stuff. You know, my point being, again, that it, it does add up and it makes a big difference in terms of your health span. We don't know all the mechanisms of action, but some of the obvious are, you know, you're not just sitting there it, it, pooling blood down there on your legs. You're getting up and getting it moving. And so it can do the job it's supposed to. The lymph tissue can, uh, which is activated by muscle mass. I mean, I don't want to go too far into the weeds, but there is a mechanism behind which this works. It's just not something you're great grandmother said because she thought it helped. We, we know it does help. And so back to your original question, that's, that's the basis I go into uh, in the book about for, for, you know, good health span to begin with, but then add to that, we've got stem cells, which can help with regeneration. We've got peptides, which can help with any number of different disease states and, and, and improving health in so many different ways. We've got I mentioned do it your home, uh, do it yourself stuff where you can use hot and cold therapy, just some ice. You know, I, I in my home I have a, a, a an ice maker I bought on Amazon, got it delivered through Prime in a day for 140 bucks, and I can get my six pounds of ice to jump in the in the bathtub during the summer, which is helpful in so many ways. And I go into detail as to again why it works, not just because Grandma said it did, you know. Um, and, I, and I think that helps people to to stay motivated because they realize, no, no, this isn't just some legend. Here's the science behind it. Uh, but, you know, on top of that, we've got so many different things we can do with gene editing now, with um, uh, uh, different supplements. We know how they work. It's not just – I mean, you know how it is. If you go to the supplement store – You'd buy the entire place if you followed the claims on, on all the labels. You know, oh, I need that one because it says it does this. I need that one. Well, there is a science to that. I use the, the, the uh, concept of, you know, if you add more oil to your car and it already has plenty in the tank, it's not going to do anything for you, right? If you're low on oil, you add an extra quart, you're going to notice a big difference. And that was the thing with, uh, I, I think I got you by a few years, but uh, remember back in the day still when uh, vitamin B12 injectable was such a big deal, whether it was for recovering from your track workout the day before or maybe a hangover, who knew? Uh, but, uh, you know, whenever I used vitamin B12, I was very underwhelmed. Why? Because I had plenty of B12. So, you know, there is a science behind some of this stuff. And, and I hope that uh, what I put in there is, is a guideline for people to, to use so they can get the benefit out of without just going, okay, well, where do I start? And do I really trust this? Right. I, I think understanding the science behind anything gives you a deeper sense of what it actually is, and it helps you be consistent on doing things. For example, uh, well, in anything, just in anything in everyday life. Uh, for example, flying a plane. How does it fly? My wife goes, I don't know. And so she's scared of turbulence. Well, I go, well, that's actually mass and air that you're floating through. That's nothing. She goes, but it looks like nothing. I go, well, go like that. It, it's something. There's actually, you know, molecules there. So you're actually 
bouncing and flying on things, and sometimes it bounces a little bit. She goes, oh, I go, well, there you go. Now, now you know how it actually works, you know? Or I taught my, my grandkids, how does a boat float? You know, how does a ship float? You know, all that mass of, of metal, they want to know why doesn't it sink? You know, there's science behind things, and the science behind living longer is incredibly interesting. So I look forward to getting your book and, and reading it myself because at my age, I, I want to live longer. You know, I want to live happier. I want to be better, you, but I want to know how it works so I make better decisions. And you make it well, and, and to your point earlier, you make a great point about the compliance that I've found. You know, if there's one thing that I'm probably uh, known for, it's it's, it's uh, running at the mouth, and, and you're probably finding out that now here, but in, in, a, in a consultation, because I try to tell patients, uh, you know, how the watch is made rather than just what time it is, uh, unless they tell me not to, uh, because, yeah, at least a compliance if you understand the science and you're not just listening to some guy who, okay, yeah, he's got a kind of trustworthy face, you know, and they say he's good at what he does. And no, you know, I appreciate that, you know, if that's what they're feeling, but why depend upon that? If I can explain to you and then you can go look it up if you want to and say, Hey, is that guy telling me the truth or not? And you go, Oh, okay. That's what the science says. You're much more to your point, much more likely to, to stay compliant with it and follow through because you can trust it. And then of course you see the results and then you go, okay, yeah, now I really trust it. Yeah, especially in this world today as you know, we have trust issues with the media all over the place, right? We, here's the facts. We know that water freezes at zero Celsius or 32 degrees Fahrenheit. This is scientific fact. We can test that. You can say that, but we don't have to believe you. We can actually test it and find out that's actually true. So we, we just need science to tell us the truth so we can make better decisions. And I think I appreciate what you're saying because it's, it's a very important thing to tell people the truth and let them test it and, and explain it scientifically because we need people to understand how it works so we can all get better. And, uh, you know, we, we all want to live a good life. I certainly do, you know, so it's very important. I, I want to segue to something else because I, I know you're working on uh, with ketamine. Uh, I looked up ketamine. It's a, it was a, I guess it was a hallucinogen or used as a street drug. And recently over the last few years, it's, it's, being used for uh, helping PTSD veterans with depression or people generally with extreme depression. Can you speak to ketamine? Because I, I know that's an issue you work with because I really want to understand that more. Absolutely. Ketamine was actually a, an anesthesia, a very safe one. It's, it's the go-to, for example, in the ER where you know a child might come in uh, with a broken arm, let's say, because it is that safe. And then, yes, it was used recreationally because it's, a, it's what we call a, dis a dissociative. Um, um, and the value in that for treatment is, is immeasurable, really, uh, particularly PTSD, which is most of what we use ketamine for in, in my practice anyway, because, um, yeah, we have a special place uh, where, where we are uh, for, for veterans. Uh, you, you mentioned I, I'm on the medical advisory board with uh, the National Veterans Foundation, and, and I have a lot of patients that are vets, and you see it, and, and it works wonderfully. Uh, it, what, the, way, the, the analogy I use is, you remember the old Etch-a-Sketches where you turn the dials and you can make a picture, right? Do uh, you remember those? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when you go through something uh, very traumatic, you know, say if, uh, and particularly this is, this is a typical guy who's, who's designed to be a point man, right? Those are the guys that are high strung. You want those guys up front, skittish about everything. You know, what's moving over there? What's, well, those guys are always on and uh, it doesn't have to be that guy. I'm just using that as an example or a gal, but you, you, you dig a pathway like that etch-a-sketch. You go back and forth over that same line of, hey, 
if you see some rustling over there, you jump into that fight or flight mode and and that's really what you spend most of your life in. And you come back, for example, from, you know, a, a tour and something gets rustled over there, you know, or, or, or a grandma in a cart bumps your cart and you go into that DEFCON 1 mode. That doesn't work out so well for you. It worked great where you were, but in day-to-day life, you know, uh, it doesn't. And yet there you are in that rut. And uh, that's the way the brain is, is now set up to work. Uh, those pathways are really forced. And so what ketamine does is it kind of shakes the edge of sketch, right? Gets rid of those patterns. And I can go into uh, way more of the, the, the weeds, you know, part of it. But we know how it works. We're pretty confident, I should say, about how it works in the brain. And then with the help of cognitive behavioral therapy, we call it, right, where once you erase the, the Etch-a-Sketch, you go back and draw new lines that make more sense in the world, you know, over here where you're not having to be in that uh, you know, state of alarm all the time. You reset that. And, and we've had such wonderful experiences. Um, I've got a docu-series that's coming out where I get to interview some of these guys who are willing to talk about it. And it's, it's really phenomenal. Uh, going from, you know, uh, a lot of guys are homeless and strung out on drugs and then boom, you erase that pattern, the Etch-a-Sketch and come back. It's, it's really wonderful to see. Well, that's an incredible accomplishment if we can get through that to even one person is an amazing, even today, if we can get to one person out there who's listening who can resolve this within themselves and get, get that therapy, that'd be awesome. Uh, you know, PTSD is not just for combat veterans. PTSD can come in many different forms, uh, in many different ways. Uh, families uh, with dysfunction, families in abusive situations, uh, you know, combat families, I call them, where there's a lot of violence in the family. People don't want to talk about that, but that's out there. Uh, and it does happen. And it's unfortunate, but it's actually real. And it affects everybody in that family. And when there's kids in that family that are witnessing that, that could be something that, um, that stays with them for, for forever. Uh, and it, it can cause a lot of problems in their future. So uh, there's not just combat veterans, but combat daily life. If you're in a combat neighborhood, if, if you will, that can cause PTSD as well. So there's a lot it's of different same ways idea. to get this. Yeah. Yeah. You're at DEFCON 1 all the time Absolutely. because of your environment. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So so it's one of those things that just whoever's listening to this, I hope this conversation is helping you and, and get some help with that and maybe even call uh, Dr. McLean here, Dr. Rand, uh, or anybody else that uh, you can reach out to get therapy if he's not in your neighborhood. Um, but okay, so tell us uh, how, what's the best way to get your book? Tell us about your website. Tell everybody listening, what, how, how do we interact with you? Well, let's see, the book is out there, uh, I, I assume through the regular channels, like, uh, well, everybody knows about Amazon, right? Uh, but Barnes and Noble. Right. And, I think and almost whatnot, everybody right? does. Yeah. The whole world does uh, now. Well, I live on it. So, I, yeah, that's my go-to. Uh, I'm a prime member for yeah. from the start. Yeah. Best way to shop on the planet. Wow. So uh, you can get it there. It's not released officially until March 7th, but uh, you can, what they say, uh, pre-order or pre-sell it or pre-buy it, I guess. Um, and then okay. our website is yeah. uh, uh, psrmedpapasierromeomed.com. And I like to keep uh, as much information as I can on the website so that people can can use it as a resource, hopefully a trusted resource. Um, I think I answered. Oh, and then, you know, we're, we're on social media. We have other ways to communicate with uh, people who are interested. Are you um, on Facebook or Twitter or something like that? 
Yeah, all those. I think we're, um, and I'm not the, the one that runs all that, but I'm the one that, that feels the question. So most of what I feel, I notice is through uh, Instagram. But yeah, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm trying to be part of the 21st century like everyone else. But yeah, Instagram, I think, is one. But you're busy being a doctor. <laughs> Thank goodness you are, <laughs> sir. <laughs> okay, so is uh, cheatingdeath.com, that's your website as well? I believe so. Yes, sir. Okay, sounds good. So that's Cheating Death, The New Science of Living Longer and Better. Everybody listening out there, get the book. Please read it. Learn the science behind all this. Dr. Rand's here to help you and, and, and give you that information so you can make better decisions about your life. And we want you to live longer so you can be you can listen to VT Radio for the next 45, 50 years. That would be awesome, wouldn't At it? At least. <laughs> yeah, with good hearing. <laughs> for, Perfect. Well, you have a fabulous day out there in Malibu, California. I know it's raining out there, so uh, do your best you can with that. Over here uh, in Playa del Carmen, Mexico, it's uh, very cold. Maybe it's 90 degrees Fahrenheit really? right now, I think. Uh, sunny. Uh, yeah, it's pretty warm. Very cold. It's humid, hot, 90 humid. degrees. <laughs> well, yeah, good. 90 degrees it. Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah. You can tell by the, the tan I got. Okay. All right, my friend. Have a great day. You too. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this presentation, hit the like button now. Also, share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. VT approves this message.